So I'm watching the Florida State second half where they were amazing, looked like a team that could win it all uh, when it's all said and done in January. But Keon Coleman was the game changer for the Seminoles against LSU, who was number five going into that game. They dropped now to number 14. Florida State has moved up to five. Michigan still at two. And I'm thinking, how did Michigan State let this guy go? Well, I asked around a couple people I know connected to Michigan State. Same thing with Peyton Thorne to Auburn, who had a great debut in the SEC. And it was about NIL money. So my first thought, thinking about those two players, was how does this process begin? Who reaches out to who? How does money exchange hands? Are schools made aware of it? Is it done privately by the kids? So I said, you know what? I got the perfect guy. He's our legal and sports business insider when it comes to the draft, senior bowl, combine, you name it. David Gregory is a certified NFL agent. He also is with Bull Rush Sports. They focus on Michigan football players. He got Jake Witt out of Northern Michigan, drafted uh, this past April uh, by the Colts. And also he understands NIL and compensation at the college level and David joins us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Thanks a lot, Huge. How are you doing today? Doing good. All right, so uh, in the NIL process, from a lawyer, from a certified agent, uh, how does this work? So when Keon Coleman, and, and we'll use Thorne and Coleman from Michigan State, when all of a sudden they announce that, hey, we love you in East Lansing, we love our coaches, our teammates, but we're leaving Coleman to Florida State, Thorne to Auburn, how does that process begin? Do schools reach out? Do individuals on behalf of schools reach out? Do agents reach out? Who contacted Coleman or at least what the process was? And the same thing with Thorne to get this started where they eventually left. Well, Bill, uh, you know, schools can't directly reach out. That would be considered tampering. And although it does happen, it's generally not enforced heavily. But I do think coaches, from my experience and my understanding, is that coaches will then often contact an agent, a family member, a seven-on-seven coach, a junior college coach, some third party connected with the player. Uh, and whether that player has expressed an interest to formally enter the portal or not, uh, it's generally the schools and collectives are often reaching out through a third party. So uh, there's a little bit of plausible deniability. Yeah, and in terms of money, uh, is that third party then making the NIL offer to the player, not the school, so that's how they avoid, quote, pay to play? Well, I think it's often, it's actually often, if I misspoke, Bill, I apologize, but it's often someone with the football program proper reaching out to a third party on behalf of the player. Uh, so, And then they have often coordinated with their collective. Uh, formally or informally beforehand. So a lot of these players have hard offers even before they enter the portal, at least the very best prospects like like Keon Coleman. Yeah, so Coleman, who was fantastic. I tell you, you talk about NFL draft stock rising. Uh, Coleman against a top five athletic team, primetime TV. That guy just became one of the most coveted wide receivers in college football. I think that's exactly right, Bill. And, you know, he's probably playing better overall competition week in, week out uh, in the ACC to some extent. Um, and he will do nothing but continue to enhance his draft prospects. Uh, yeah, David Gregory, uh, uh, Rush sports agent. I, I want to jump back on Coleman and Thorne. So a third party is contacted, right? 
and yes. they reach out then to the player or player's family, correct? That's uh, generally how it works, or at least that's the common understanding mm. of how it's often working. And then under NIL, name, image, and likeness, is there any definition that says you have to endorse this product? You have to do these uh, TV commercials They can use your face on a billboard? Is there any written definition of what NIL money needs to be used for to be deemed legal inside the NCAA? Well, there's really only a few different – there's really only some certain banned activities. There has to be some reasonable exchange of value, and you essentially can't endorse or use uh you can't endorse vice products like cannabis uh gambling interest uh um, alcohol things of that nature but that's that's essentially the only thing that's truly off limits as long as there's an exchange of value and it's not gambling pot or alcohol or pro or or you know adult industries let's say then it's pretty much free game and free free reign in terms of what subject matters can be endorsed and there's no limit on money that can be offered to a player via NIL. Am I correct on that? You're correct, but there has to be a reasonable exchange of value. But I think that's not being policed particularly well at this point. Uh, and with the lack of transparency and the lack of disclosure requirements, it's really even hard to tell. Hmm. Uh, I think that's almost impossible to police at this point. Yeah, so... Uh, a lack of uh, disclosure and enforcement, but uh, Harbaugh is sitting out three games over a cheeseburger that he didn't know whether or not he bought it for a recruit. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, the irony that is the modern NCAA. You know, I don't think they didn't really want this NIL uh, regime. It was really forced upon them. And the fact of the matter is they don't like it, number one. And number two, they don't have the uh, resources to police it, even if they wanted it. So as a sports agent, and David Gregory of Bull Rush Sports, Michigan-based agent, he targets uh, Michigan uh, athletes. Uh, does a parent come to you if someone had interest in NIL or went to you and they wanted you to reach out to somebody or a third party reached out to them, who do you then contact at a school if that player, let's say at a D2 school, was ready to move up and play D1 in Michigan? Well, you probably you'd consider contacting a collective if there's one applicable, but probably the player personnel department or position coach uh, at that program for the player in question. You know, one thing that's really interesting, Bill, is teams have recruiting boards, and people are very familiar with that. But the reality is major programs have player personnel departments, and they are building portal boards, and they are using modern film tools from Pro Football Focus and Exos they're evaluating literally every potential player in FBS and they're building portal boards and uh, essentially determining a, a value before a player even enters the portal, before it's even possible that he might enter the portal. The reality is that it's, it's like the pro scouting department of an NFL team. That's what's happening at the FBS level. right? Yeah, now. with no rules, though. And I, I believe that a school shouldn't be able to contact you until – uh, you would enter the portal officially, and that means you're done at that school. But that will be a conversation for another time. I just want to get your thoughts with Coleman and Thorne making their debuts last week and how they really could have helped uh, Michigan State, especially Coleman. David Gregory, Bull Rush Sports. Uh, when it comes to something connected to an agent, NIL, uh, the draft, the combine, we turn to him, a Michigan-based certified uh, NFL agent and lawyer. Thank you, David. Take care of yourself, my man.
Thank you, Hughes. Talk All to right. you soon. Yeah, David Gregory. There you go. So no rules. No enforcement. But let's go after Hardball.